Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I am your host, Otis, and I am joined today by Katie. Hi. And Emma. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, ghost Emma. (laughs) (laughs) So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of The Last Matinee, or Al, ooh, I'm gonna fuck it up. Al La matinee. Ooh, sexy. No talking, no texting, no breathing. Oh, what a good tagline. <laughs> sometimes they're great and sometimes they're terrible. Yeah. Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 223 of this awesome podcast. And it is chapter one in foreign horror. So if you've kept up with us, this is what our third third time doing foreign horror i think so mm-hmm. yes oh because the first time it was all korean films well yeah but uh <laughs> the first time was all korean films. I, I did that intro where we were vampires and i put i took y'all out on location and y'all went to different countries and just spoke in that language mm-hmm. oh man i was a- <laughs> micah spoke in hutties yeah <laughs> i didn't know where the fuck he went <laughs> like tattoo line where the hell is that? Oh, man. That's a good one. That's a good one. So <laughs> this is the third time. And I honestly think every time we do foreign horror, it's some of the best movies that we've watched and reviewed. It's I'm very happy with our picks, too. We, we've, we're we pretty lucky with that because, you know, and, and I get the whole, oh, Katie made this you know german film and it's like well a lot of people said it's great so hopefully it is but no no we, we've been pretty lucky with it so when i realized that we had one more month before the halloween screamathon i was like damn we haven't done it yet yep we're doing foreign horror so today's film is a spanish language hey we haven't done enough of those yet so we were dancing in korean or south korea county for a long time time, so i'm very happy that we got one like a spanish film so and specifically uruguayan yeah argentinian that kind of area it's pretty fun so uh and this is kind of a new one it dropped in september of 2020 so it's around that yeah (laughs) it's it's that area and it actually is set in 1993 in montevideo Montevideo? Yep. Hell, I'm not good. Either way. Montevideo is fine. It's the capital of Uruguay. So it's a real place. And and oh man. So it's it is a newer version of a Giallo film, is what it's called. And it's a Italian slasher type of film. And actually, it predates American slasher films. And a lot of people say that, oh, this is where they got the idea for it from so a lot of some characteristics of giallo films 
where you get a character that is usually pretty smart. Usually the main character or some of the characters are pretty smart people. And they go up against a villain that's actually smart, too. So it's not like, oh, it's a zombie from the, the grave, you know, and they're like, you know, people are doing really dumb stuff. That's that's a thing that they actually pushed for. It was, no, these characters are actually reasonable, smart people. It's funny, Katie, when we're watching this movie, Katie a couple times was like, oh, she should do this. And then seconds later, she would do it. And I'm like, yeah, that's a reasonable person. It's just they're stacked in situations where it's just it's absurd what they're dealing with and usually the villain is a masked gloved person you have no idea who it is and it's usually towards the end where you discover oh that's the killer and sometimes it's someone that you know but this one is just just a a killer (laughs) there's no oh yeah he was in this scene like no he's just a crazy son of a bitch but i really like it and this type of horror it was typically a woman so a final girl and they were smart and strong which you know if you know me it's one of my favorite things Uh, sci-fi and horror that's that's where you see a lot of well a minority of women shine there's always a lot of you know scantily clad slutty women in these movies but there's always one there's always one shining star female that does work and then those are the ones that you remember you know the the what's her name from Halloween? Lori Strode. Yes, the Lori Strodes, the you know, the Ellen Ripley's. You know, there's, there's always one woman in the in the movie that's like, damn, she did a really good job. So I didn't know that about this this genre, and it's really cool. So uh, another re- reference to that is just like with spaghetti westerns, and it's just a type of western films and america was like spaghetti westerns are cheap and stupid when they were starting but now it's like it's like some of the best western movies were made in in italy they're italian so it's just another thing so italy out here is just making some of the best movies (laughs) ever so like i said this film was made in 2020 made to look like a movie i guess in the 90s but made to look little bit older than that so yeah i had to keep checking to see what year this came out because i was like what the fuck is this yeah it's it's a it's a real good one so like i said with the story there's an engineering student her name is anna and she is taking over the duties of her father and he owns a theater and playing movies and he's the projectionist one of the projectionists yes so that night is you know her luck is the night where a killer locks everyone in and is systematically killing everybody in the theater. And it's not a busy theater. There's like nine people in there, but it's her trying to stay alive and other people in the theater. And this film, it's, I don't know, it looks old, but then graphic things started happening and there was some really cool death scenes and stuff. And I was like, shit, like this, you know, I, you can tell, you can see the new of it, especially like one kill with smoke and a throat and i was like that's legit it looks awesome and i was like yeah hence my name yeah you you couldn't have done that way back you could have done it back in the day but it wouldn't looked as good so i enjoyed this movie a lot so uh, a new thing that we're going to do and is going to continue into the halloween screamathon this year 
is I'm going to go around and ask everybody just a, a quick thumbs up and thumbs down for the film. And they can say a couple of things, but we're going to try to keep it non-spoilery for people that if they want to give it a shot, we weren't really spoiler, spoiling it before, but we're just going to have a little section. So Katie, uh, thumbs up and thumbs down for the last matinee. Thumbs up. Two thumbs. Way up. That was a really good movie. Emma. A thumb and a half up. <laughs> it was a good movie, but I was like kind of lost a couple times. Not that there's much to get lost in, but I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I I got really thrown off a few times. But no, it was a good movie. It was really good. Yeah, I yeah, uh, thumbs up all the way. It's it's got some of my favorite things in it. It's got this old school tribute type of feel to it and I don't know. It looks amazing. It sounded really amazing. Like the music was it felt old school. It, everything was there for me and it just, you know, it and I get what you're saying, Emma. So I've watched it 3 times already and i think the second and third time when i watched with katie some things caught on and i was like oh okay okay so it just yeah the story's (laughs) the story's not the strongest point of it i think it's it's very character driven because you could have put some of these people just in any situation and been like yeah you're just a crazy killer you don't have to really be in this theater you just and honestly killer's just here there's no like, oh, I remember this dude when I was a kid. It made me mad, so I'm here to kill. And I was, just, I chose this area to kill. <laughs> I'm just here being wild. Yeah, I'm I'm here. It, it's my time. You know, I got a jar. I need to fill it up. So yeah, I'm, I'm here to fight. Um, but no, I I love this movie. It's really fun. So I'm. This is another one. It, it's it's going in my. It's going in a book for a, a <laughs> great movies, and I got to put a star on this bad boy. So. We got three more of these before we have to sit down and figure out what our top five are. So this one's a pretty good contender for that. So, yeah, it looks like it's thumbs up from everybody here. So I'd give it a shot, y'all. I'd give it a shot if you have a chance. Mm -hmm. So the movie starts and we are in 1993 in Uruguay, like I said. And we meet up with a mysterious clad person in a car and they're heading toward the theater and you see them pull out a jar of olives or pickles with Katie and I were like Katie's like oh who eats olives in their car I the first time I watched I was like why is this man eating weird ass pickles in this car (laughs) right he's eating something out of a jar and and puts his gloves on and grabs his big old red bag and he heads into the theater pays his money and he's getting ready for one of the last films of the night and <laughs> we see inside the theater there's kids and then the security make sure everyone leave in between you know viewings and we have a homeless man and his probably his like thing is he stays all day in the theater so he didn't have to be outside in the heat or anything like that or the rain because it was raining and the security guy finally gives up on him because he tell him like you know you gotta leave in between movies and he's like i already seen this so I I should stay. I I think that was his justification. He's like, I've seen this movie before, so you can't make me leave. 
And security guy's like, whatever, man. I'm I don't get paid enough to try to <laughs> fight a homeless person. <laughs> and we see that one of the kids, I don't know if he was actually with the group or not, but there was another kid in the theater and he was hiding because he wanted to check out this movie. He was with the first group of kids. He just didn't leave when they left. Oh damn. Well, those kids didn't say nothing. I'd those be like, kids didn't give a fuck. I'm like, hey, friend. my friend's still in there. Nope. <laughs> they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh well. So we have a young child and he's like i'm about to watch this scary ass movie and then we have a couple i guess on a date and the the lady she is not fun lady she seems very annoying <laughs> and typical she's the slutty lady so their situation and then we have three kids little troublemakers with their little plastic bottle of booze or it might have been glass i don't know but they're getting huh. drunk. High schoolers. Yeah. And they're going to sneak into this movie so they can get their drink on. <laughs> and then there's another girl that meets up later into the movie. So that's the cast on the inside and another old person. So that's the cast on the inside along with a crazy hooded guy. The way the hood looks, it, it reminds me of I Know What You Did Last Summer. That killer's hood does not come off. And it's like the deepest hood. It's actually like... um uh urban legend it's an old episode i listened to it a while ago and all of us were like that hood in that movie is the deepest most legit hood you can't see shit when it's on (laughs) uh but no it's just and in a couple of scenes you'll see that person just in the background trying to get behind people and i'm like it's so creepy in a theater it's not a fear of mine but just someone doing bad stuff in a theater because the theater is so dark and you're supposed to just leave people alone and he's just like yep let me get behind katie yeah i'm a killer i'm like so creepy so we always sit all the way in the back yeah (laughs) right that is literally like one of my biggest fears is somebody fucking with me at the movies yeah so it like i said earlier engineering student her name is anna and she is the daughter of the projectionist one of them and her dad is one of those dads that like, I'm fine. I don't need any help. <clears throat> he's got the black lung and shit. But he's like, I'm good. And Anna's like, you're not supposed to work all day, dude. Like, you remember like mom said, you're not supposed to do this. And he's like, I'm good. I'm good. Someone called out. So I have to do the whole day. And she's like, we don't want to find you just on the floor again. And he's like, no one else can do this. And then Anna's like, I've watched you do this for years since I was a little girl. And he's like, well, what do you do if the film burns out? What are you going to do? She's like, tape it back together and do this, this, and that. Like, dude, I can do this. Go the fuck home. (laughs) (laughs) And he kind of puts up a little fight. But then finally, the security guard's like, hey, there's a taxi outside. Who is that for? And the dad's like, it's for me. It's like, Anna's got this. She's going to take care of tonight's last showing and he leaves and i was like man he he gave up i was was very happy i thought it was gonna be a little bit of fighting or he was gonna pop up later and be like i can do it no he's like i'm old i'm going home so (laughs) (laughs) so anna is with what is his name marcuccio yep Maurizio. yeah yes marucio something close to those lines yeah don't don't mind us other folks in the world we're trying our best Maurizio <laughs> yes someone knows <laughs> how to say it so while the movie is going and it is Frankenstein 
Mark of the Beast? Yeah, a wild ass looking movie. Day of the Beast. That was a wild ass looking movie. And so, fun fact, it it's an actual movie. Oh my god, let's watch it, please. And it's directed by Ricardo Islas. I don't know who that is. It's the killer in this movie. Oh my god, Fuck. that's fantastic. <laughs> let's go hilarious amazing so it's his movie so it's but he's not the director of this movie so i guess just maybe they're friends and he's like well you're gonna be in this movie you made a scary movie fuck it (laughs) put your movie in my movie so uh it's so weird so um that movie is running and this is the point where people start getting killed um there's an old man that just gets his throat slit and then you see the killer just kind of do something in front of him from a distance. The first kill, we don't really see up close. Mm-hmm. He's doing some movement up front, and then he scoots off. He heads to the next person. So it's like, oh, my God, it's so creepy. And somehow he did that. Per- he killed that person completely silent. Nobody made a sound. No one noticed the damage. Right? Well, I think in the movie, uh, Frankenstein was uh, the, the blind man, the old blind man in the movie. I think he was killing that guy and there were screams happening. And I think that's when he was killing that person. So justifiable, there were screams happening, (laughs) just not the right screams. So around this point, people are just systematically getting stabbed up. So the security guard, he is just annoying Anna and just keeps popping into the room. And he asks her, like, what's your sign? And he's got the newspaper. And Katie instantly said a Virgo. And then he said Virgo. She's like, no, Capricorn. I was like, yeah, she's Capricorn like me. Lies. <laughs> 100% lies. Anna is a Virgo. You could tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she did seem like a Virgo. But, <laughs> um, but he reads off the, the horoscope. And I don't know it word for word, but it said that, you know, her night is going to be a wild ass night. And even with the sacrifice of others, she's still going to have to save herself. And I was like, oh, how specifically ominous. And she doesn't give a fuck. She's annoyed reading her book. And it's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Bitch, I'm trying to study. And I was like, damn, that horoscope is legit specific. <laughs> He's like, you're going to fight tonight. And it doesn't matter how many people die. You're going to have to really end this yourself. And she's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> So security guard, he leaves because as he empty and openly threatens Anna with, well, if you don't want to talk to me, I'm going to get bored. And when I get bored, I get annoying and I get mean. So you're going to have to get used to me being around. And she's like, I'm only here for one night. And it's like, okay, like you'll be back. So he's, you know, he's going for worst person of the movie. He's he's trucking along really fast. So he goes, he's going toward the entrance. So he's going to have himself a little smoke because there's only like six people in the theater. So he's going to smoke a cigarette and then take a nappy nap. (laughs) And he meets up with the killer. Oh, no. As he takes a gigantic drag from his cigarette, the killer grabs him from behind and slits his throat. And then we see smoke come out of his mouth and his throat hole. (laughs) It was pretty legit. I was like, oh. It's happened in one other movie that we watched, but I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it before. It's pretty dang cool. I know in, I don't know if it was Scream, I think Billy gets shot and you see smoke come out of the hole and they like intentionally like 
wanted to zoom in on that. But yeah, I can't remember another film that did that. I know I've seen it, but I just don't know off the top of my head what that is. So it, it's pretty spiffy. And at that point, the killer, he locks the theater up. It has one of those uh, metal like door grates that come down. So it looks like the theater is connected in a mall setting because there's a barbershop at the bottom floor. Like, I know, Bella. <laughs> where you can walk into the theater and katie's like oh there's a barbershop in there i'm like yeah it's probably tons of stuff at the bottom floor as you're going into the theater it looks like i don't know maybe it's just one weird thing like you know how some business owners just don't exactly know what the fuck they want to open so they open up like two businesses together that don't mix at all well um when i was growing up our movie theater hey park small what up it was it had its own entryway into the mall, but when you walked in, there was the ice skating rink under yeah. it, and then like tons of food under it, and then a couple of stores, and he went up an escalator to the theater. I know, I've so, been to yeah, that yeah, theater, yeah. but that was not the case in this one. Oh, yeah. Because this theater was not connected to anything else. Yeah, it seemed like its own area. Yeah, so the barbershop inside of it was just <laughs> its own thing. Yeah, you watch Frankenstein get a haircut. I don't think you could get a haircut while the movie was happening. You had to like get a haircut and then go to the movie. Yeah, you could probably hear it from there. Like, I got the audio. <laughs> so at this point, he's locked the door and he's snapped off the little arm that helps raise it. Now he's got himself a stabbing weapon. And he like touches the end. He's like, ooh, that's sharp. And he heads back into the theater to kill some more people. So around this time, we meet up with the first date that is, if you're looking into the theater and the screens in front of you they are bottom right corner which is um from a lot of experience in in a lot of movies that's where you do the bad stuff you do bad stuff in the corners either top left and right or bottom left and right for some reason um but yeah it's the darkest yeah that's where that's where you get things done if you actually want to watch a movie you go in the middle <laughs> if you're trying to touch some stuff you get stuff going you go into the corners so Mm-mm. <laughs> Katie said, I'm doing it right in the middle. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that shit. I paid how much money for this movie? We watching the fucking movie. Yeah. That's the damn truth. Well, yeah. Back then when it was a fucking nickel to go to a movie, it's like, well, my penis is out. So. <laughs> oh, my 1800s me be like, oh. Look at that. Dear me, my wiener's out, Katie. And she's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, not in this economy. <laughs> Please respond play. that way, though. Please respond that way, though. Looks down, sees his dick. Not in this economy. <laughs> For sure. Uh, <laughs> my eyes are on this movie. Like, I-, I wish we made movies. I do a short, and it's like the entertainers playing, and we're watching uh, a Charlie Chaplin movie. And it's like a silent film. And it's like, dearie me, my wiener has come out. <laughs> She's like, in this economy? <laughs> in a silent film with just the text, so you have to read it? Dearie me, my wiener is out. And all Otis does is shrug and go, well, it's not going to suck itself. Right? She like puts my like top hat on it, and then she keeps watching the movie. Absolutely. And I look at the screen, and then I just shrug. And that's the movie. Sounds like a Simpsons episode. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking thing from a Simpsons. But anyway, yep. 
uh, at this point with the first date. It seems to be not going good. She seems very annoyed. She's so bitchy. And not wanting to be there, but she, just, <clears throat> she decides that she wants to get some penis. And she, I mean, kind of. Yeah, she starts giving him a handy in the seat and he seems like a pretty good dude and trying to you know have a good time He's in the clearly movie clearly never had this happen to no, him before. you're right oh, no yeah. one has ever touched this man's penis yeah. he is like his eyes are bulging he is fucking confused yeah. like he does not know what the hell is happening <laughs> what are you doing so as the hand job is happening in one corner toward the middle of the room there is one girl that uh one of the drunk kid sees and he's like oh shit that's the girl from the bus that's brooke shields she she looks like brooke shields so around this time blue lagoon blue lagoon would have happened that's a movie but i remember watching when i was a kid but now i think about it she was like 14 or 15 being half naked in it i think technically she was 16 15 or 16 well i know there were some issues with it with her being young and they had to deal with that later because she was a little too young for the things we, they were doing. Oh, for sure. But most actresses in the 70s oh, were too young. Absolutely. So he comes up to the girl because she looks like she got stood up for a date. And she's like, doesn't matter who the, who's supposed to be here with me. He's an asshole. And they're like, he is an asshole. And they start kissing. I'm like, good job, dude. And his friends are like giving him a thumbs up from like higher in the theater. Like, hell yeah. Unfortunately, the killer pops up and uses the sharp pointy metal rod and stabs through their heads through their mouths and just attaches them together and he like calmly like sets them down so they look like they're still making out and he just keeps on going <laughs> like i said he is a mess and he just murders people and just scoots off and so unfortunately that happens so the nerdy guy that just got a hand job he looks down at his pants and he's like oh my pants are ruined uh, I'll be back. I'm gonna go to the restroom and try to clean up. I'm like, yeah. Curses soiled again. Yeah, you, yeah, you're not cleaning any of that up. That's a <laughs> yeah, that's just a stain. He <laughs> just leave the theater real quick, unfortunately. So he goes to the restroom and he meets up with the little kid. So at this point, there was this scary scene where Frankenstein punches a hole through someone's chest and just yanks them through a window. And I was like, God damn, that was cool. And the little kid, he pees himself because he's like, damn, that's really scary. And I was like, oh, that sucks. But I've never been in a movie where I was that scared that I peed myself. But there was one time, the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie, my mom was watching it and I was watching it with her. And when, oh, I can't remember her name, the first girl where she gets murdered on the ceiling and then falls. I remember seeing that. And I was like, excuse me, I must go to the restroom. And I just went around the corner and just sat down and just had to calm myself down. <laughs> Mom's like, you want me to pause it? I'm like, nah. Just you can keep, keep watching. Keep on going. And I sat there and I was like, <sighs> I just had to calm myself down because that was a lot. You know, just seeing a half naked white lady just get lifted to the ceiling and cut up. And I was like, that was a lot for my little my little brain. So I, I get the little kid, man. When something wild's on screen, you're like, oh shit, this is really scary. So they meet up in the restroom and then the kid runs off because <laughs> he's obviously hiding from everybody because he didn't want somebody to be like, hey, young child, what are you doing in this scary ass movie? And he's like, I'm calling the cops on you. So he leaves the nerdy guy before he makes it to the restroom. He slips on some newspaper. Oh, 
it was bloody newspapers from when the killer killed somebody and wiped off his knife. And so he falls. Now he's got blood on one of his cheeks, on his jeans, and semen on the other side. So he's he's all types of dirty. In the restroom, as he's cleaning up, he stands on one of the toilets, the, one of the backed up toilets. Uh, and the killer runs in there and he starts swinging on the guy. And the guy gets the knife from the killer's hand. And I was like, good for you. And instead of trying to fight the guy, he just kind of tries to run past him. Just like in any like scary video game, you know, you disarm the bad guy. And you try to like run by real quick. <laughs> but the killer is like, nah, I can still see you. And punches him in the back of the head and smashes his head on the nasty bathroom floor. And then stabs him in his chest. And then does something to his face. I think around this point we see what it is because he attacks someone else and they show a view from inside of the person's head with something getting oh. taken out. Um, soon enough, we'll see what he's doing from these people. So everyone that's been murdered is getting something taken away from them. So Anna, she is up above studying and has music going. And Katie's like, I don't get how people can just have multiple things running while they're trying to read something. I was like, yeah, it's kind of weird. But the doorknob starts jiggling and she thinks it's a security guard. And it's like, nah, man, I'm trying to study. Go away. And then the jiggles turn into like the door getting pushed. Like the person's like, no, I'm trying to get in. And she's like, go away. I'm trying to study. And then it turns into a person trying to like bash into the door for a little bit. And she's like, I think she's, she doesn't say she'll call the cops, but she like gets louder and louder. And then it stops. And a little bit later, she opens the door and looks around. Katie's like, what are you doing? (laughs) But I, I was like, you know, she's not in danger yet. <laughs> she was in danger. She doesn't know she's in danger. So she heads out because the security guard's alarm to take his pills goes off. And so she's like, well, let me find him because I don't know how to turn this alarm clock off. And so she's covering it up with her hand and it's still going off. And there's like a 40 second scene of her trying to find it. And every third ring, it just showed the alarm clock from its hiding spot. I was like, oh, that's so annoying. <laughs> And it just kept showing it every third time. Like, hey, y'all. And she finally finds it. So she's looking for the, you know, the security guard. And so she breaks it and then finds his his uh, flashlight. But then she goes back to the, to the projection room. So the kid, the, the kid that got to make out with Brooke Shields in kid form, his friends, Angela and Esteban, they, they feel something's off because he's been out there for a long time. They've been making out for a very long time. And, you know, Esteban's like, they're making out. Like, okay. And she's like, nah, this is kind of long. Like, no one makes out that long. At that point, you're probably trying to do something else. You know, like, well, we would kiss it for like 30 minutes. So take the pants off. You know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I guess you can make out, make out all night. But just, especially kids that age, they're like, yeah, we should leave. <laughs> but, <laughs> She starts heading down there to check up on them, you know, and she finds that they're dead and she starts screaming and then Esteban falls down the stairs <laughs> and they see the killer and the killer has now just killed the slutty lady, stabs her in her chest. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, whoa, shit. And the killer sees them and he's like, oh, man, I can't sneak around anymore. Yeah, he starts running. This, this killer runs. All of this is happening. When the film in the movie 
burns out. So the one thing that the dad said that should never happen, but if it does happen, it's kind of difficult to fix. It happens. So Anna, she starts taping up the film and getting it ready. And she knows that the second a film goes out, people are going to start screaming because they're like, boo, you know, turn the movie back on, dickhead. So she hears a lot of screaming and sounds coming from the theater. And she assumes it's just everybody mad. She's like, okay, I'm coming. Sorry, 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 sorry. And she gets it going again. So Esteban gets like 15 stabs in his back. And then I felt bad. I was like, he's going to get away. That poor dude. Yeah. And then Angela... She is doing some running and she runs toward the front door because she's like, I'm getting the fuck out. But it's blocked off and she sees the security guard's body and the killer is like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I want those eyeballs, baby. And so she yeah. uses a fire extinguisher, sprays him in the face and then hits his ass with the fire extinguisher and she does not drop it. She keeps the heavy thing in her hands. And I was like, look at that. This high school girl being smart. <laughs> so she's running off. At this point, Anna, she's kind of confused because all of the sounds and she sees someone laying down in the theater. She's like, oh, shit, that's weird. Comes down to the theater part out of the projection projection room and she finds uh, Esteban, the little the high school kid, the corpse. And she meets up with Angela and they barely escape the killer. And then they knock him out again with the fire extinguisher and beat him up. Jesus. And they realize that the killer has the keys. And so they're going to have to go back in there to get the keys. So they tie off and lock off the, the theater. So he can't escape. So he's stuck in the theater. Unfortunately, the young boy, Tomas, he has been watching all this go down and he's been hiding. And he steps on some popcorn and it crunches. And the killer's like, ooh, somebody else is in this motherfucker. And he's like, well, time to kill somebody else. <laughs> and so Tomas is like, fuck. And he's heading his way. And Tomas starts running. And the killer is running right behind him and gets a swing on him. But Tomas is tiny, so he's dodging him. So Anna, she realizes that they have to go back in there and get the keys. So they run in there. She saves Tomas. And then she stabs the killer in his eye with a shard of glass that she had. And he gets stabbed, he goes down, and then they run off. And then we see a sweet-ass scene with the killer as he's laying down. He pulls out the giant shard of glass out of his eye, and he grabs his knife, and he holds his eyeball and cuts the eyeball off. So this is some hostile shit, y'all. <laughs> and Oh, God, the- that was so rough. Yeah, he cuts the eyeball off, and he is mad. So Anna... Angela and Tomas, they head inside of the projection room where Anna, she calls the police and she's like, there's a crazy person stabbing people. Help. (laughs) They're like, we're on our way, (laughs) ma'am. And unfortunately, the killer breaks through the door this time and he shows them the glass jar, which he kept from the beginning of the movie. And guess what, y'all? It wasn't olives. It wasn't pickles. It was eyeballs. He grabs his own eyeball, which was in his mouth when he came in, pulls it out, and takes a good old bite out of it and eats his eyeball in front of them. And that's a lot. And Anna, she tries to cover Tomas's face. So he's like, you shouldn't be watching this crazy guy eat his eyeball. And he like moves away from her hand. And he's like, I want to watch this. This is some wild shit. (laughs) 
So the killer starts walking toward him with a knife. And Angela throws a, a pile of like movies at her and it distracts him. And Anna like shoulder checks him into a corner. And so Anna and Tomas run by. Angela misses her chance. And I feel that she was, she was about to run too. And then the killer pops back right in front of in the middle of the group and is like, yeah. And she's like, well, fuck that noise and runs another way. So Angela, she is trying to climb through the back room and get to the roof stairs. She actually gets the roof hatch open and she's almost out. And then her foot gets grabbed and dragged back into the theater. So they're still in the projection room, but the killer puts her head inside of the projector and smashes it. And so her blood is shooting onto the lens of the projector. And now the movie is showing just red in there. And I was so sad. I thought Angela was going to make it. But according to the you know, horoscope, it said, even though people do these sacrifices, you still got to take care of the job, Anna. And I was like, yep. It was written in the stars, Angela. You could not win. <laughs> so I was very sad. So Anna and Tomas, they make it back into the theater from the top. And they are going to wait by the door for the police. And unfortunately, the killer pops out and stabs Anna in her back. And she goes down. And then he turns toward Tomas. And he's like, I'm a straight murder your ass. Just like Anchorman. <laughs> and then Anna. Oh, before this, Anna grabbed the stabby metal pole from the high schoolers' heads, pulls it out. So now she has a weapon. And with the killer's back to her, she gets a running start and stabs the killer through his chest with the metal pipe. Hooray! And the killer goes down and he drops his glass jar of pickled eyes. And they just break and splash down the stairs of the theater earlier in the movie a kid drops his like gumballs down the same stairs and so there's a really cool image of you know of that tomas is all types of fucked up as he should be he just saw a yeah. guy like, eat an eyeball <laughs> and have a jar of eyeballs and the police arrive and everything seems to be getting taken care of and then anna she hugs tomas and is like it's all good bud and tomas is just looking at the eyeballs on the ground and then the movie ends. And I was like, yeah, Tomas, Tomas got fucked up. <laughs> I feel bad for that kid. He's going to therapy for a while. Absolutely. Or becoming a murderer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's like, I saw a lot of eyeballs when I was a kid. I want more. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so, Katie, who was your favorite character in The Last Matinee? Uh, my favorite character was uh, Goni. He was the <laughs> the guy who ended up kissing the Brooke Shields looking girl. Yeah. Um, one of the teenagers. He was so silly and so shy and just like it was really he had the best like little storyline in the whole movie. And he got I mean, besides his death. But uh, you know, he shot his shot and it worked out for him. And it was really cute and sweet. So I liked him a lot. Emma. I said the three teenage dynamic yeah, because they were goofy. But other than that, I couldn't really think of a favorite, but those three were the most entertaining. So I went with the, well, 
honorable mention, and I feel he might be the least favorite for some people, but we'll see. But honorable mention, I went with the killer. And so the killer, he actually has a name, but I didn't say it until now. But it is Asesino Come Ojos is his name. That's the eye-eating killer. <laughs> That's his name in the movie. Like, he eats eyes. That's his name. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, um, it was Cyanide and Happiness, that comic book strip. There's a ongoing bad guy in some of the comics. It's the purple-shirted eye stabber. Yeah. So when he pops up, he's like, oh, no, it's a purple-shirted eye stabber. And he's like, man, you got a little knife. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to stab some eyes. That, that's his job. So I thought he was really cool. You don't know anything about this person. He's like, I want some eyeballs. My jar is almost empty. I need more eyeballs. So I'm going to this movie to get me some eyes. Uh, It was just, and it's funny. And I say this sometimes, a lot of time, I like to know why. But then sometimes it's, I'm perfectly fine with, he just wanted some eyeballs. He went to that theater. I don't need a reason. I don't need a backstory to why he picked that place. He picked that theater and he wanted some eyeballs. So I don't want to mention, but I went with Anna. Uh, I enjoy a movie where we get a no frills, no nonsense main character. They're just like, my dad is a workaholic working himself to death and I don't want my dad to die. So I'm here to do his job and I can do it. Probably as good as him, probably better than him, honestly, because I'm faster. Oh shit, stuff's falling apart. Oh, no, that kid's still in there. I got to go back. And she put a lot of stuff on her back because she's in charge. And I thought it was really cool. Didn't do any really dumb choices because the second she realized they were trapped in there, she's like, well, we got to get to a phone. And she was like, we got to fight. That little kid's still in there. Like, I'm not leaving that kid. And Angela's like, Angela's very much was the, we need to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, we got to save the kid. And she's like, God damn it. Okay. She didn't want him, but she's like, there's nothing else we can do right now. Uh, I thought Anna was amazing in this film. So, yeah, big ups. I love I love a good final girl. And mm-hmm. that, that's smart, not an idiot. So Anna was great. So, Katie, who is your least favorite character? That would be Maurizio, the security guard guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had some serious, like, abusive, yeah, like, rapey vibes um Very much. And he was talking to anna and it was just like gross dude like there's yep. no need for this go away yep his death like i was not i felt no kind of way about his death like i kind of giggled care. when it steamed yeah i laughed when he when the cigarette smoke came out of his new neck list but yep i didn't give a fuck about him at all so emma uh that was also my least favorite um i literally as soon as he leaned against the wall and took a puff i straight up said ha ha and then the guy came up behind him and i was like see you caught these hands why are you out here trying to mess around he fucked around and found out he absolutely did but <laughs> I was like, nah, he was terrible. And I really did get those rapey vibes from him. It was like, she's literally said, shut up and leave me alone like three times now. And you're just like, no, it's okay. I'll read her her horoscope and everything will be changed. (sighs) Yeah, 
uh, Choo Choo, I'm on this train too. He was poop. He was absolutely poop. I assumed he was going to be annoying at the beginning, but then do some type of a face turn, be like, oh shit, stuff's getting crazy in here. I got to help. And then still sacrifice himself. But then hopefully in, in Anna's eyes, be like, he really wasn't that bad. He was just an annoying guy. But no, he does not get that chance to get the glow up. He gets his throat slit. <laughs> so he goes out like an asshole. And I was like, damn, really? I really thought he was going to change. But, you know, the, you know, the, this is not an American film. There's no face turn for you, sir. Just more room for awesome women to fight <laughs> off this killer. Yeah. And, and little kids. <laughs> so kids and women, man, that's that's all we get. Which I'm I'm fucking fine with, you know. But no, he was poop. He was absolute poop. So, but in this type of movie, you're either gonna have the villain, and you're gonna have some low level, just annoying person that you, I guess, cheer for them to die. But he didn't really do a ton of bad stuff. But like I said, his like little power trip, like bro, you are a security guard at a theater with seven people in it. You need to pump your brakes. <laughs> but he thought he was the shit, so shit got stabbed. Yeah. So let's do seven word synopsis. I only have two of them. I'm surprised. I thought I would have had more. But my first one is cool music, imagery, and kills. Fun movie. And then my second one is he's eating a jar of pickles. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I was like, damn, I'm a weird ass pickle. Oh, oh, that ain't a pickle. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh yeah, there's like shit floating in the jar, and I was like, oh, that's weird. So yeah, Katie. Okay, um, I have two as well. I loved not seeing the killer's face. Yeah. Um, my biggest complaint in a lot of the horror films we've been watching lately has been that they show too much of the bad guy. Yeah. Um, and then you're just not scared of them. Like you're supposed yeah. to be scared of that person and you know be freaking out be, have this sort of anticipation for what they're going to look like and how creepy they're going to be but yeah. this movie did a fucking fantastic job at, at hiding him not knowing who he was or what was going on like it could have been any member of the audience doing this wild shit at any given time like you know, as people were picked off, you're like, okay, well, that's one more down that it couldn't be. It could be this other person in the audience. It could be this person. Like, it was really cool. And I would like other horror movies to follow suit and do that more often. Agreed. And then my second one, and I'm sure Emma probably has one very similar to this, if not exactly the same. Where the fuck were that boy's parents? <laughs> yep. Emma. Well, I won't read that one because I had the exact same words. Yep. So that's fine. (laughs) Um, My next one was worst kissing literally ever. I would have left. That's our first time. Leave him alone. (laughs) I I was just sitting there watching his stupid like paperclip lips. And I was like, oh, no. Uh. Dude was no chill, straight for kills. Yeah. Uh, yay, though my jar runneth on empty. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and then my alliterative steamy slice, skull stick, 
Cinema splooge. Sweet. <laughs> Heck yeah. Very nice. Okay, so minority kill count. None. None, because everyone was a minority. Uh, there is a minority, the fucking eye-eating killer. <laughs> He's by himself in a whole fucking tax bracket. I mean... <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. Yes, I know. you were right. No one else was eating eyes, uh, except maybe that kid in the future. Right. What? Uh, Roberto, it seems uh, you wrote down for occupation, you said eyeballs? <laughs> what, what did you mean by that? Yes. <laughs> he just locks the door. I'll show you. Mm, you should open mm, that door. <laughs> just like... Pressing the panic button. I don't like that you locked my door. <laughs> so <laughs> we are still at 218 and a Tito Turtle. That number is going to jump exponentially next month. So we'll see. We'll see how high we can get. So <laughs> this film, it came out September 3rd, 2020. Man, what a journey that that movie was going to be on because it's COVID times. So. Yeah. So like I said, it premiered in Uruguay, September 3rd, 2020, and it screened at different film festivals and people absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And Dark Star Pictures, Dark Star Pictures, that sounds familiar, Otis. Yeah, they are one of the production or distribution groups for Hatchet. So they got they got distribution in North America for the film uh, in collaboration with Bloody Disgusting. I know they have a website. And we've seen a few of their films because that that picture of a skull with a saw. Oh, yeah, they did the VHS series. Yeah, so they have been involved with films from other places that need help. So they helped get it to America. And it was scheduled to be in, released in theaters in North America August 6, 2021, but released video on demand, digital, and DVD August 24th. So it may have had a tiny run. I feel it didn't. Probably not. But probably not. So what do you ladies... Oh, could you imagine this movie in like a Rocky Horror oh, absolutely. style? Like you go see it at a theater, but there's like a killer quote who's like picking oh. people off in the audience as sh- shit gets wild. Oh my gosh. that'd be. So I don't funny. think I would ever go to the movies again. I'd be so fucking scared. <laughs> yeah, because then some crazy dude's just like, yeah. oh, this is my chance. And is actually killing people. Yeah, so the killer's got a jar of grapes. Yeah. Yikes. He's like walking yeah, around. The big ass green grapes because yeah. they look like fucking pickled <laughs> eggs. Pickled yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what they eat. And they're like walking around being ominous looking for the next kill. And you're like, oh shit, don't, don't pick me, don't pick me. That well, would be pretty fun. I would yeah. I would go to a Rocky Horror version of this. I would absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be fun. So, like I said, it didn't really have a shot in the theaters, but I have an estimated budget. So what do you ladies think the budget for this film was? $200 dollary dinks. Dollary dinks. Emma. I said $500 dollary dinks. Damn, $500 dollary dinks. So closest to the pin without going over, it doesn't matter, but closest to the pin is Katie. So the estimated budget was $350 dollary dinks. Fuck. Technically, we're equally... $350,000. I was going to say, yeah. we are equally... Apart from it, yeah. So, it, this movie it seems like it was pretty cheap. It's only in one setting, and then I don't know if the projection room was actually above or it was just like another room they had, and they just made it seem like it was above. So that could have been just a small room off to the side, and then the theater. And I think they actually used 
a real theater. Yeah, I so, can't imagine they would have made up a theater. That'd be so expensive to take, like, to put in seats, yeah. like theater seats and so all that. So all they have to do so at that point, at that point, use an old theater. Be like, hi, uh, could we use your theater for like a week? Not even a week, but just you know, a, a week, week just in yeah. case. And like, yeah, sure. Like, how much every night to use it? I don't know. Give me twenty bucks. Like, cool. Here's a hundred. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can rent theaters right now. If like, want to shoot a or have a business meeting or whatever the yeah. fuck at a theater like yeah so we have several theaters in town right now that are like the older theaters that are currently empty but you could use for that yeah thing mm-hmm. like we can make one of these movies yeah so th- the cheapest route you already have the background and the setting all you have to do is put some movie on the screen and good thing the killer had a movie so they put that movie on and it's already dark in there so that's it you just got to build up all the scenes not in the theater and then go from there so this movie there wasn't very many they were no the the scenes outside of the theater were literally right in front of the theater so it's like so they used the box office and that was it yeah this film cheap as fuck just like with grave encounters they didn't have a ton of money so they used what they had and made it look pretty good this movie cheap as fuck and they were like this this is a movie in the theater and it's like damn it looks great it looks i don't know and with a lot of newer films indie films like this they know they have to make it look good but this it's still cheap and so a lot of new directors out here are trying their best to make sure it looks amazing because that's how you get people in there you know you got to have a good look the story can be poop, but it's got to look good you know you can say what you want about hatchet but those movies look fucking slick. The, the story? Oh no, they went back to the swamp. That's the story in all of them. But you're going to get some crazy ass kills. Things getting pushed into people's bodies and out their mouths and stuff. And yeah. it's going to look great. So they understood the assignment. They're like, we got to make this movie look good. So uh, kudos, man. This movie is fucking great. So does anybody have anything else to say about The Last Matinee? It was really good. You should check it Give out. Give it a watch. Yep. Yeah, please. So uh, I want to see more from this director, and I I don't think they can make a part two, but I'd love another old school looking film. Like, give me more with that with this look. Make it look nineties. It'd be fucking great. So, uh, with that, that is the end of the show. So. If you have any other cool fun facts about, I don't know, eating eyeballs, don't send it to us. But you can tweet <laughs> us about this movie at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So the music you listen to right now, that is Flipping the Combined Effort. Flipping the CE anywhere online you can find them. I want to say they are touring right now, so check them out. Uh, Studio Fitas, thank you so much for the artwork. We love it. So, and like I said, I keep saying this all the time. We're going to talk soon. So, like I said, this is chapter one in Foreign Horror. We have been checking out some films, and I send links to movies in our thread. We can do a Discord at some point, but in our thread, we do that. And Katie and I found one last night. Boy, howdy. It... I don't know if we're, we're gonna very pick it. Excited. I don't know if we're gonna pick it for this month or it's gonna no, be in October. No, it's gonna be in October. For but fuck a duck. That it looks real good. <laughs> it's, it's right up our alley. Y'all know I love these puppets. Guys, puppets. It, it, it's cute as fuck, <laughs> and it's a killer. So, um, but I'm excited for this month because we've checked out some things. Uh, I I want to 
It's like the get, Happy Time Murders, but yeah, different. Like Happy Time Murders, but some more similar to Chucky. Yeah, but I I'm trying my best to see if we can find another Korean film because we've had oh, the best luck with Korean horror. If not, um, shit, there are other countries that are doing just as good. So um, this month, I think it's going to be some of the best movies we watch. And I'm cultivating the list in October. And I really, and I say this every year, I'm going to keep saying it. I think this year is going to have some of the best movies, just hands down. A ton of new movies. Uh, fucking nope. Fucking Halloween ends. Like, yeah. October is going to be some fun, fun shit. And you know, I'm I'm trying my best to focus, focus too. Yes, I'm trying yes. to equal the new movies to the old because I'm like I don't want to do too many new ones, but there's some old ones out there. Sleepaway Camp, we're finally gonna do it, y'all. Um, there's some good old ones out there. I don't know if we got the space, but I'm probably gonna try to show Katie Critters. So we'll see. You want to see some evil <laughs> hedgehogs eat people? No. I know you do. Katie's over here shaking her head. Yes, she does. She wants to see that. I really don't. <laughs> it's puppet hedgehogs. They're trying to eat people. It's great. So, um, <laughs> like always, I'm, likes to lie. I'm getting pumped. It, we're getting there. We're getting to the Halloween Screamathon. I'm very pumped. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another foreign horror film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. Oh, hey, hey, Katie, I was outside looking in a dumpster and I found this jar of grapes. You want some? Throw that shit away right now. Oh, hey, it might be that guy's jar. He's heading this way. Throw it at him and run away. Oh, you're right. <laughs> now that's spooky. <laughs>